Welcome to Furniture Industry News for Thursday, September 7th, 2023 from FurniturePodcast.com, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover the U.S. economy's slowing momentum, bankruptcy filed by Mitchell Gold and Bed Bath & Beyond struggling sales after rebranding. The latest data reveals a deceleration in the momentum of the U.S. economy, although it is still experiencing growth, according to National Retail Federation Chief Economist Jack Kleinhens. Despite progress in combating inflation, higher prices persist and consumers continue to favor services over retail goods in their spending habits. Additionally, the third quarter started with less momentum than expected. In the September edition of NRF's Monthly Economic Review, Kleinhens stated that the Bureau of Economic Analysis revised its earlier estimate, indicating that the gross domestic product grew at a 2.1% annual rate adjusted for inflation in the second quarter, slightly lower than the previously reported 2.4%. Furthermore, the annual rate of GDI increased by a mere 0.5%. When combined, GDP and GDI experienced a 1.3% rise, While the economy added 187,000 jobs in August, surpassing July's figure of 157,000, this falls significantly below the average monthly gain over the past year, which stood at 271,000. Wages and salaries also experienced a slowdown, increasing by only 0.4% in July, compared to the 0.6% growth observed in June. Despite reduced consumer confidence and persistent inflationary pressures, retail sales, excluding automobile dealers, gasoline stations, and restaurants, performed better than expected. These core retail sales rose by 3.8% year-over-year in July. Notably, sales were bolstered by Amazon's Prime Day, as well as special deal days offered by other retailers and entertainment-related events. The NRF previously forecasted a 4% to 6% increase in retail sales for 2023 compared to 2022. However, the economy's slowdown, driven by the Federal Reserve's interest rate hikes, makes it likely that sales will land in the lower end of the forecast, if not lower, according to Kleinitz. Bankruptcy documents were filed on Wednesday afternoon by the Mitchell Gold Company. The documents shed light on the company's struggle to keep its doors open amidst a funding dispute with its lender. After the closure on August 25th, company officials were considering temporary store closings and employee layoffs, aiming for an organized liquidation of inventory rather than an immediate permanent shutdown. In their Chapter 11 petition to the U.S. Bankruptcy Court of Delaware, the Mitchell Gold Company, operating under the Mitchell Gold plus Bob Williams brand, mentioned that they stopped accepting customer deposits at all 25 store locations and online on August 25th. This news was conveyed to employees through a sign posted at the company's Taylorsville, North Carolina factory on the same day. The company indicated that store managers were instructed not to accept customer deposits or payments unless the customers could transport their purchases directly from the store. According to the documents, Mitchell Gold plus Bob Williams lender, PNC Bank National Association, denied funding, prompting the company to make these changes. The company believed that employee wages and compensation were secured from PNC based on conversations with the lender, which they shared with the 533 employees. 
However, the funds were rejected by PNC on September 1st, coinciding with PNC accelerating all obligations. Even after repeated requests until the closure, PNC refused to commit to funding operations as a going concern or for an orderly sale or liquidation. The bankruptcy filing revealed that the company has identified a preliminary debtor in possession, although the source of financing is not specified. The company also stated that there have been expressions and indications of interest from multiple third parties regarding the debt owed to its senior lender, which could potentially help repay the obligation. Additionally, the company's board of directors approved the hiring of Chris Moy as a consultant and appointed Dalton Edgecombe as the chief restructuring officer. They also engaged Charlotte-based Stump and Company as consultants and financial advisors, as indicated in the resolution included in the filing. The rebrand of e-commerce home furnishing specialist Overstock to Bed Bath & Beyond has shown promising signs, although it has not yet translated into positive sales figures. Following the acquisition of Bed Bath & Beyond and its intellectual property, the company shared a preview of its third quarter performance. This data includes one month of sales from when the platform was still branded as Overstock and includes sales from the Bed Bath and Beyond platform in Canada. Despite efforts to attract former Bed Bath and Beyond customers by increasing the product offerings, revenue has continued to decline in the third quarter compared to the previous year. Average order value has also seen a decline on a year-over-year -year basis. Nevertheless, CEO Jonathan Johnson remains optimistic about the future and believes the Bed Bath & Beyond brand presents a market share opportunity. During the Labor Day weekend, the bedding, bath, and kitchen categories recorded strong growth, demonstrating positive traction since the rebrand. The company has expanded its product assortment, resulting in an increase in active customers and improved conversion rates. Gross profit as a percentage of revenue was approximately 18%, while sales and marketing expenses accounted for approximately 15% of revenue. The company will provide a comprehensive report of its third quarter earnings in late October or early November. Stay tuned to Furniture Industry News from FurniturePodcast.com to stay informed on the latest updates in the furniture industry and make sure to subscribe for future episodes.